Engage 2022 is SDI's first hybrid annual conference. This means it can be experienced in person in Santa Fe, as well as digitally through live apps and recordings. Engage 2022 is about deep listening and the lasting change it can create. It is about engaging with our shadow to find light, and it is about bridge building in the service of love fostering engagement. Keynote presenters include Dr. Cornell West, Valerie Kaur, Father Greg Boyle, and more. Register now for SDI's 2022 annual conference at sdicompanions.org. Welcome to this episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast on spiritual direction and spiritual companionship. I'm Matt Whitney. Thank you for listening. Learn more about our work and the work of spiritual direction and spiritual companionship on our website, sdicompanions.org. This episode is part of a series in which we are in conversation with the authors, artists, and poets who contribute to Presence Journal, our flagship publication on spiritual direction and companionship. Published both in print and on our website, in March, June, September, and December, Presence Journal represents the latest thinking, reflection, and commentary on the modalities of spiritual direction and companionship, exploring and cultivating the practices of deep listening and spiritual presence across all faith traditions and orientations. The video for this conversation is available to SDI members on our website as part of the online web version of Presence Journal. It is available to read on our website, sdicompanions.org. Presence Journal is a resource for SDI members. SDI membership supports our work in advocacy for spiritual direction and spiritual companionship, which also includes deep discounts on all our educational offerings and a custom public profile on our Find a Spiritual Director or Companion Guide. Learn more about SDI membership and become a member today at sdicompanions.org. Reverend Dr. Christine B. Vogel is a minister in the Presbyterian Church, USA. She earned her MDiv at McCormick Theological Seminary in Chicago and her DMIN at Columbia Theological Seminary in Decatur, Georgia. She's served churches in the Chicago area and Santa Fe, New Mexico. All right. Um, Christine, it's good to be with you. Thank you for sharing your time this morning with me. I'm pleased to do so. Yeah, and with our presence readers and the SDI community. Um, my first question for you is, how would you describe your main motivation for writing this article for Presence Journal? Well, this is, it's an interesting path. I wrote it when I was taking a course at McCormick Seminary in spirituality. And I really was using it, and I don't think I realized what I was doing, but it helped me process our son's death because I didn't know any other way to really do it. I'm, I mean, I'm, I go to, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a minister, I'm an ordained minister, but I don't really think about it. But that was what gave me the impetus to write it. And then when I looked at it about a year ago, 
I thought, oh, you know, I ought to try to see if I can publish this. And that's how it sort of evolved. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think that writing is a really important part of your own spiritual practice. Always has been. In the article, you share a little journal entry that you wrote. I mean, this was... Such a very good one. Yeah. I've always, I've always been a writer. Yeah. And, you know, your topic is, is grief and the loss of your son. And so, of course, this question is going to be a little bit fraught or maybe even trite. But was there any particular difficulty or challenge that you had in regards to writing this article? I think... The concern I might have had at the time, and I don't really think about it that much now, was revealing myself and and Brian's problems to whoever would end up reading this. I'm 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 a relatively private person, so writing this article was sort of like tearing pieces off my skin. But I felt like I needed to do it because I thought, A, it would help me, which it did, and B, I thought it might be helpful to other people who may have gone through, if not the same kind of experience, some loss that might be helpful to them. If not right away, it could take years. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a complete enough answer for you, but that's yeah. where I come from. It is, and thank you for sharing it. And it also, I mean, it, it is kind of the answer to most of my follow-up questions, which you know <laughs> are in regards to um, what you've learned in writing the article and what you hope a takeaway is for people who read it. And and what I what I've heard from you is maybe it's just sharing sharing the sharing grief mm -hmm. which i think is something many of us don't do either because we're afraid we're going to lose our cool and we'll start crying or and then people will be embarrassed and they won't know what to do to help and i just felt it was something i had to do it was it was something that was deeply internal that I needed to be, let others know that grief isn't going to destroy you unless you let it. And my sense was I could not let that happen to me or to my husband or to our daughter or to all my relationships because I thought if I could show people, and I don't think I was doing this consciously, that one can get through these awful moments and survive and maybe, maybe even be in better condition than you were before. I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, it, it does and it doesn't, right? Okay. <laughs> I mean, and I say that just because, I mean, we all, most of us have experienced grief and loss on some level, but it's, it's different. I mean, it's different and it's unique for each person. And right. So, um, so, so yes and no. Um, but this is uh, something 
that uh, this is my follow-up question, which is related, and it has to do with uh, spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. And just what what is some advice, because spiritual direction is a key part of your journey in your right. processing grief, which you talk about in the article. Do you have advice or suggestions for spiritual directors who are sitting with people processing grief? My first thought and suggestion is listen. Don't talk a whole lot. I think some of us who are spiritual directors talk more than we need to. And I got used to leaving empty space so that people who were grieving or whatever they were dealing with would feel there was an an invitation for them to share what they were feeling. And sometimes I would do a, you know, I would have a session with someone and we would basically have a lot of silence because I just did not think I needed to tell them what to do and where to go and what to say. That I felt that silence was very potent. And so there were lots of silences in some of these sessions that I had with people. I don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense. Is, is that, would you say that that is the, um, the most, that was the most helpful thing for you in, in your own uh, spiritual direction sessions was just receiving yes. listening and silence? And having a spiritual director who gave me the permission not to say anything until I was ready. And sometimes there would be long periods of silence because I was afraid to start crying. You know, I, was, I really didn't trust my own instincts. And so it took me a while, even with my spiritual director, who was really quite wonderful, um, to get things out. And so that was one of the reasons I think I felt compelled to want to write this article, because I think, I hoped, it would be helpful to people. So many of us and so many times we just keep everything inside and we, let's say an I, I won't say we because not everybody has the same reactions. I don't know that people will wanna hear what I have to say. And so sometimes silence is permission given that's how I that's how I felt about it, and I still do. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's beautiful. It's a beautiful response, and um, it's one that is that I I feel is is deeply uh, faithful in a way. Um, just trusting the silence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, trusting. I guess is a better word that that comes to me. Just feeling like. You know, there isn't anything that I can really do to help except to really just offer myself. Right. And and you're listening and your ability to. I learned a lot about learned to be quiet because I talk a lot and I really learned in spiritual direction, especially when I was 
working with people who were dealing with something really painful. It was up to me not to control the situation, but not put myself in the way of letting people get to the point where they felt safe enough and they trusted me enough to say something really profoundly personal. And I think that's hard for a lot of us to do. Yeah, it is hard. And particularly in the broader culture, it's just not something that we do, you know, right. appearing vulnerable yeah. hurts. Yeah, we don't rip ourselves open because we figure, maybe we think we th it's really important for us to say, but it can be really difficult for people to hear. Yeah, which is the gift one of the gifts of spiritual direction is, mm -hmm. is bearing that difficulty. Yeah. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us share and spread the word about the life-giving practice of spiritual companionship, you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast through your favorite app. You could give us a like or even write us a review. Thank you for listening. This is Matt Whitney with Spiritual Directors International. Thanks again for listening. Your time and your presence here are deeply appreciated. If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you, so please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. SDI is the home of spiritual companionship. Learn more about us and our work on our website, sdicompanions.org.